Are you tired of stressing out about your marketing? Wondering how to boost your online presence, attract more clients, and become a go-to expert in your field? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Marketing Chat Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm a marketing strategist, podcast coach, and the best-selling author of the Podcast Launch Playbook. I'm here to help you get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. I have always loved public speaking, even when I was in school. I wrote and performed a little play when I was in first grade. I ran for office every year in middle school and high school, and I loved giving the campaign speeches. And in my professional work, I've always adored giving presentations, talks, and obviously doing podcasts. But I haven't always been good at it. I'm still not always great at it. And I still get nervous sometimes, like when I'm doing a solo video like this. In today's episode, Sally Zimney and I talk about why it's so important to promote your business using speaking, how practice really does make perfect, and why having a signature story is so important. We also talk about, Sally brings up, using moments in time instead of thinking in grand terms of stories, like being a storyteller. So coming up with these moments in time can work really well with your signature story, where your signature story is this bigger idea that is about you or relates to your business or to a service that you are talking about. And so for me, I have a signature story around how I got started as an entrepreneur. And it goes back to a moment in time when I was seven years old and wanted to be a professional artist, which I am on the side. And I took my paintings out to the end of the driveway and tried to sell them. And my mother was horrified. She ran out there as fast as she could and dragged me back inside, which really frustrated me. I'm like, why can't I do this? I don't care if I'm not, quote, old enough. You know, I have all these paintings. Someone's going to want to buy them. So stifled my entrepreneurial spirit at at that ripe young age. (laughs) And but it was there. My entrepreneurial spirit has been there for as long as I can remember. So that's a moment in time that I use as part of my signature story about how I became an entrepreneur. So we also talk about mindset and doing the inner work that you need to uncover your signature story. And I want to share a little bit more about doing that inner work because it's really something that entrepreneurs struggle with in developing their signature story, particularly with believing that they have something to share. Who am I to share any part of myself? Who am I to be saying these things? Who am I to share information on this idea that's already being shared? Isn't there enough information out there? What do I have to add? What do I have to contribute to the conversation? So first, let me say, believe that you have something valuable to say because you do. You have a totally unique voice that has never existed before and never will exist again. You are you, and I know it's cliche, but there is no one else just like you out there. What you say might not be unique, but the way you say it is totally unique. And you have to come to believe that. I don't have any tricks on how you can come to believe that. There are affirmations. There is, there's coaching, which is fabulous. I really believe in taking action. I truly buy into Nike's, just do it. You have to just get to this place where you pull yourself together and say, I'm still scared. I don't totally believe it, but I'm going to do it because I know that after I take the first step, I'll believe enough that I can take the second step. 
So what just came to mind is the Natalie Wood movie, Miracle on 34th Street. And her mother is telling her, but you have to believe that Chris is the real Santa Claus. And so Natalie Wood is sitting there going, I believe, I believe it's silly, but I believe as she's rolling her eyes, as I was just doing, which you can see if you're watching video and you can't see if you're just listening. So it, it's not fake it till you make it. It's taking that first step and believing enough that you take the second and then the third and you keep moving forward and then it happens. And, and that's mastery that Sally talks a lot about in this episode. So I also want to talk about things that you are one thing, this one thing that you can do to pump yourself up, to get you into that mode of speaking. So this is once you're actually doing it. This isn't mindset work per se. It's getting yourself in the mood. I love listening to music that picks me up and pumps me up. So pick some songs that lift you up. These don't have to be typical uplifting songs, okay? They don't have to be at all. It, they just need to be songs that lift you up, that get your blood pumping, and that boost your mood. Make a playlist, okay, so that you have these songs at the ready. And then when you are about to make a video, like I'm doing now, about to do a podcast, you know, without video, about to be interviewed by someone else, about to go on stage, whatever form of speaking you're about to do, put that music on. Even if it's just one song, even if it's just... 30 seconds of one song. So find, you know, out of that playlist, then if you have only like 30 seconds, make sure that there's one piece of one song that can really pump you up. So I have a playlist that's actually called Elevate. I've got a bunch of playlists, but this one in particular is called Elevate. And it is guaranteed to lift my mood, even though none of the songs in it are really what other people would call uplifting. So some of them in it are here, just a few. I Might Be Wrong by Radiohead, Colors by Beck, Time, oh, it's a huge pick me up, Time by Jungle, and Growing Up by Peter Gabriel. So they lift me up. I don't know if they would lift y'all up at all. But anyway, please do that. It is so helpful when you need a boost in general and for speaking that has always been my go-to to help me get over nerves and feel more powerful, more centered, and more within my true self. And then I'm ready to get out there and feel energetic and ready to go. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Sally has awesome suggestions on developing your signature story. So enjoy. I am really excited about today's guest because we're going to be talking about finding your signature story. Now, this is in the context of using your signature story for speaking. So this interview is going to be really helpful for all y'all who know you need to be speaking to promote your business, but are hesitating to get started. My guest today is Sally Zimney. Sally is an award-winning speaker and professional speaker coach who spent the last 20 years helping thousands of people step into the spotlight with authenticity, a cohesive narrative, and a powerful point of view. Basically, Sally helps speakers go from good to great. Welcome, Sally. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you, Kelly. I am really jazzed to talk about this. It's my passion. It's why I do what I do. So let's do it. Awesome. So how did you get started as a professional speaker and as a professional speaker coach? Yeah, I kind of fell in love with the stage at an early age. And sometimes I hesitate in telling people that because they're like, well, but you like it's in you, uh, you know, only people who um, really 
love this, do this well, which is not at all true. I just happened to start at a young age. I did theater and I kind of fell in love with that beautiful connection that happens between what I'll call speaker and audience, even if the audience of you that you have is a different context than in a theater. But I just really fell in love with what can happen in those moments. And it started me on a path that really led me to what I'm doing today. So I did high school speech, really coached by the best coaches truly in the country. And if there are any high school speech people, reach out to me because I love talking high school speech. We're sort of a special bunch. And then did theater in college, which was a really interesting way to soften those skills. So a lot of speech coaches and speaker coaches uh, are focused on the doing it right. And, and I learned how to do it right. I learned all of the technique, all of the skills, but in theater, it's not about doing it right. It's, it's about listening and responding in the moment. And so my training in that area really softened and changed my approach as a speaker. And so a few years after that, I found myself talking to 150 teenagers about these big ideas um, and did it every day for years wow. and really learned how to do it well and do it authentically and do it really making the most of the moment because, you know, teenagers, they're going to let you know if they don't buy what you're selling, if Very they true. are like, no. And, and I can't get up there and talk about an idea like respect um, and just talk at them. It doesn't work. And so one of the things I learned was stories truly are the tool. So my little, my time speaking to teenagers several years there became also the place where I started coaching and I've coached and spoken almost simultaneously for 20 plus years. I fell into coaching also really young and love it as much as I do love speaking. That's awesome. Yeah. When you're teaching someone how to speak, I would imagine that the coaching really needs to come with it because, or that people would naturally end up asking you to coach them. Because if you're up there, like on stage teaching these techniques, mm -hmm. lots of people are going to need that extra coaching. Oh my right? gosh. Yeah. Everybody needs a coach. Cause we don't, we don't see ourselves accurately, which is yes. just generally true for us as humans but especially for something that can feel as vulnerable as speaking does, that yeah. can feel as intimidating, having not only somebody who helps you see yourself accurately, but can really support you. And mm -hmm. that is huge. The best speakers all have coaches. So yeah. just because you feel like, oh man, I need a coach because I'm, I'm not that good. It's like, yeah. we're always working on this. Yes. Like it is a constant iterative process. So just like in business and marketing. It's like, no, you need a coach. You need an outside person to help you see things clearly and take the next risk that is in front of you. It's the same thing. Absolutely. Best coaches have coaches. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs a coach, you know, for, mm -hmm. for whatever you're doing, you know, therapists sure. have therapists. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If they don't, you're kind of like, Oh, <laughs> not, right. Are you doing the work? Are you doing the work that you say that you're doing? Yeah. Right. So why is speaking so important for entrepreneurs to promote their businesses? I really believe it fast tracks all of the other things that we are trying to do. Speaking is really the embodiment of everything that you're doing. It's the embodiment of your message. And so it's going to help your audience know you, like you, and trust you faster. And they're going to get a sense really quickly. Are you for me? Or is this my person or not? Mm. Right. And that's really important for us as entrepreneurs to really build that sense of connection in a real and tangible way. So when you share, when you stand up and share a point of view and a story, well, I, I'm going to feel it in a visceral way and it's different. It's, it's different. It's why it's easier for people to write than it is to speak generally. 
Yeah. You, you're not putting yourself out there. Exactly. Yeah. You get to like, when I teach people how to start a podcast, I talk about how you don't get to hide behind the written word anymore. You're putting yourself out there, even if it's just audio and not video, like we're doing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's your voice. It's your Mm -hmm. tone of voice. It's your inflections it's your emotions, whether you're mm-hmm. being silly or serious or angry or sad, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't hide. It's three-dimensional, you know, it, it, in the same way, if, if somebody wrote a beautiful script or a beautiful message and two different people read that, it's going to have two very different feels to it, which I love. That is yeah. exactly the point. And so uh, we, people buy from people and they want a sense of who you are. So entrepreneur, solopreneur, um, you know, like however you define for yourself who you are, connection is what we are going for. And in my mind, speak, there's nothing better than speaking to fast track that and for people to get to a decision about if you're the right person for them or not faster. Very true. And what you just said about two different people saying the same thing in two different ways. It's just like when you have a Broadway play or musical and you have, you know, one set of actors originating the role and then moving on and a different set of actors coming on Mm -hmm. and taking over. Mm -hmm. And it's like two different characters. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially, you know, because the ones who originated it, that's their version. And then the next ones to come along, it's their version. And sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse or just completely different. And you'll have your, your favorite actors who portray that role Mm -hmm. because yeah, they've done it their own way. They're putting their own twist on it. Like totally said, but to be really fair and fair to those actors who have carved out for themselves their own approach, it takes a while to get there. We often start by mimicking other people that we've seen. And that is an absolutely okay way to start because it gives you a roadmap of sorts of how do I do this, right? It, just like any of us, we're like, okay, I'm going to follow this person's, I'm going to follow this guru's way of doing things. And I'm going to follow this roadmap. I'm going to go watch a bunch of YouTube videos and follow these three tips on this and download this freebie that tells me how to do it, right? That's how we start. And then as you do it, as you actually do the work, you can't think your way through speaking. You have to do it. As you do it, you start to go, "Mm, this isn't quite working for me. And let me try it this way. But the only way to get there is by doing it and taking the risks. So those actors who have found the way to make it their own, they've done it by doing it, Mm. which makes sense, right? They do it by doing it, but we have to do it. And so a lot of people are waiting on the sidelines going, I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know if I can do that. And the truth is you won't at first, but you will as you do it. And it's a, it's a, I spend a lot of time convincing people like, come on, you've got a really important voice and message. The world needs to hear your story. Let's go, let's go take our little baby steps to do it. And that's how you start. And then pretty soon you're looking back going, oh, that's actually, I can do it. And it's not, it was not as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. Actually, that was kind of fun. And oh my gosh, people really responded to this. So, but you got to start. Right. So what are some of the biggest reasons that people don't step into mm. speaking? Because uh, it rejection. is scary to <laughs> so is. many people. It's like when they've done research on people's biggest fears, mm. isn't public speaking number one or it, it's up yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. It's way up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, I'm always like, well, I believe it. I mean, I think people, of course, do have those fears. Um, But part of the reason they have those fears is because we have all the wrong ideas of what speaking really is. Um, It it is vulnerable. It is personal. But it doesn't have to be as complicated and as challenging as we make it. All that being said, we are dealing with our fears when we are speaking because we are putting ourselves into a position of being rejected. And it's ultimately, it comes down to rejection. What will people think about me? 
right? A lot of imposter syndrome. Um, and, you know, who do I think I am to say, oh yeah, I'm going to show up and put my face on social and share a point of view. Like, who cares? Do I have any stories of worth? Like, who cares about my boring old life? Like, I'm just over here doing my thing and raising my kids and whatever. Like, I mean, I'm great at what I do, but who cares? True. So we're, we're facing a lot of internal resistance. Mm. And if we can get past that, the world is truly your oyster. Like what is possible for you? Because anybody can do this. Mm. It is not, it's truly not um, something that just somebody like me can do because I've, I fell into it young and fell in love with it. No, but I have seen people go from like, eh, you know, they're trying, but they're really having a tr trouble engaging people and making it clear and dynamic to someone who was absolutely owning the room mm -hmm. and having a, a, just a magnetic experience with wow. their audience. It's mm -hmm. possible. It's all learnable. It takes determination and it takes courage. Yes. And, uh, and anybody can do it. That's fabulous. Yeah. That courage really is huge. And it is yeah, a mindset yeah. shift because that imposter syndrome thing is massive. Like mm -hmm. thinking about, oh, so many people are talking about this. Who yeah. am I to, to do this to who, what do I have to add to the conversation? Yeah. yeah. You have your unique voice. Mm -hmm. So you're saying something that other people are saying. No one is saying it just like you. It's no part one of the reason with actually, totally. Mm -hmm. It's part of the reason why speaking is so, so important right now, especially for entrepreneurs, because people can go download um, your expertise and watch it on YouTube for free, not just by you, but from anybody. Like, right. It's all out there. All of the information is already out there. But the connection with a human being, the container of story, the experiential side of what we do, that is what is all communicated through, uh, through story, through speaking, through engaged human connection like this. Yeah. Um, in all the different formats that we get to show up and need to show up as entrepreneurs in our, on the free stages, on social on the um, lead generation opportunities, like getting on summits, on podcasts like this, these are all speaking opportunities. And then of course, there's the paid opportunities where yeah. you're at a conference, they've asked you to take the main stage. Um, for some people, it turns into a big arm of revenue in their yeah. business. So there's this whole range that all requires you to show up authentically mm -hmm. and share your voice and your story. And when you can do that, it, it, it elevates you beyond just expert. Mm -hmm. We can get expert anywhere right. to thought leader. Mm -hmm. And once you've made that shift from expert to thought leader, you are doing big work and people say, Oh, that person has authority. That person is somebody I want to follow um, that person, I want to bring on my show. I want to bring that person, put that person on my stage. Yeah. So there's a reason why I go, we go, Oh, I don't know if I can do that. You can do it. And when you do it, it can elevate you really, really quickly out of just the noise of blog posts. Very true. No offense to blog posts. No offense to blog posts. I know. I was about to say, yes, you need to be creating content of some kind blog, podcast, video, you know, on mm -hmm. your own website, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And yes. blogs are still fabulous. There are people who prefer to read over listening or watching yep. videos. So yeah. you have to do something and blogging is still fabulous. But as, as you were just saying, Sally, yes, there is something about speaking as you, everything you were just describing that really does boost your authority beyond a blog. Mm -hmm. And that one example is you can find blog information out there everywhere. 
And you, it's really hard to get your unique voice out there in the written word. Really, Mm. really hard. I mean, if you're extremely talented at writing, then maybe, yeah. 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 But getting it out there on video in a pot. So if we're just talking about, you know, those three things on your website, podcast or video, so much easier. You're sitting Mm -hmm. there and like right now, the two of us, you know, if you're listening, whether you're listening or watching, Watching, you yeah. can hear our personalities. And if you're mm-hmm. watching, you can see our personalities. I mean, so. I love writing. I'm working on a book. Like I, I think writing is, is beautiful in its own art form, yes. but I love writing. We, yes. Yeah. I've got a book we're talking yeah. about getting someone to a place where, because of course, as entrepreneurs, we, we are serving our audience partly because we, we want to help them, but also because we, we want them to pay us money and come be a client of ours. Like, let's, let's be honest about that in whatever way. And so people buy from people and they want to know you as a human being, a fully three-dimensional human being who doesn't do everything right, who has their struggles, who, um, hasn't had, you know, who's just like, here's the three things that you can do because I did them and they're awesome. Right. Like that's fine. But I want to know how'd you get there? Like what, what struggles you along had the way? Yes. yes. Because because if we show up as our like perfect expert selves, there's some great information there and people will take it and say thank you for that info. But if we if we don't show the struggles along the way, they won't believe that they can do it too. Yes. And that is so, so essential because people say, okay, good for you and your perfect life and everything's peachy keen and you got that all figured out. Great. But I don't know how to get there. And I don't think I can do it unless you tell me about what was hard for you too. I am so with you on that. Oh my gosh. Totally resonate. I don't follow people who express only the perfect quote, perfectness of their lives. It's actually a really, it's such a disconnect for the audience. And if we are going for, in my words, in my world, we talk about moving your audience. We want to move them. Well, they are not moved by your perfect life. Yeah. In fact, what they're, what they do is say, good for you. Yeah. And they lean back Mm. instead of leaning really in to yeah. what is possible. Uh, yeah. We are pulled in and engaged by the journey, yes. not the ultimate destination, truly. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. All right. So when people do start speaking, mm-hmm. what are some of the biggest mistakes they make? I get this question a lot and it it's related to Um, what we were just talking about. One of the biggest mistakes people make is not showing up as their full selves. And here's what I mean by that. They're really not using story. Mm. And story is the way that we start to see you as more than just a smarty, smart expert who has some things and we just want an exchange of goods. (laughs) Like, that is not going to inspire people to follower, like to get to that place where they're championing you and right. really come into your world. And so most of the time people are know that stories are important and they'll throw a story in, but they're really not using the persuasive power of story mm. in order to really pull people into their idea and their world. Stories are truly magical. And once they've bought into using stories, using it in the right way, in other words, the persuasively um, powerful way, they're putting stories in the wrong place or Mm. not, or thinking that they don't have any stories. So they're like conjuring up stories that that they're like, oh, it needs to be the most dramatic, biggest story ever. You know, it's like, oh, the littlest stories can be transformative for your audience Mm -hmm. if you're using it in the right way. So using stories and then using them in the right way. Okay. 
a lot of people think that they're not storytellers. I mean, I used to, that used to be a huge thing for me. My younger daughter, who's 26 now, when she was really little, she would say, mom, tell me a story. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God, I don't know any stories. (laughs) Totally. I had this huge blog. And then even in my business, it took me a while to figure Mm -hmm. out how Mm -hmm. to bring story into my everything I do, everything. We are natural storytellers and we are wired for story. We've heard that. I'm a huge Brene Brown fan, of mm-hmm. course. And, you know, she says that and she is right. I've got a bookshelf of books all about the brain science around storytelling. And as marketers, you know this. Yep. It's um, in us evolutionarily. It's in we us evolved with stories. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is, I've started reframing stories to people as moments. Mm. Like we, there are a million moments that we have. There was a moment at the grocery store. There was a moment with my kid. There was a moment um, in this TikTok video I watched, right? There are moments that move us. And so part of our job as entrepreneurs is to really pay attention to those moments, because in each one of those moments, there's something you could turn and pass along to your audience. So we want to use the filter of what's most beneficial, what will serve our audience, what do they need from that? But if we can just start with the simplest question of what's moving me today, what were the moments that moved me today? Like then it kind of lowers the bar a little bit. It's like, you know, it's not this whole big story, but it comes down to one moment. And the best storytellers don't talk about a whole range of things that happen. They bring us into one moment that happened. One moment that um, something happened. Uh, You know, you saw things a little bit differently. It made you think, it made you feel. Like that's what people want to hear. And Mm -hmm. That I think helps people go, okay, well, I don't have to be a huge storyteller. I just want to bring people into a moment. Yes. A so moment, a moment teller. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, don't. I, I wrote a book, um, gosh, 12 years ago called make someone's moment <laughs> instead of make someone's whole day. You can't, that's too big. Make someone's yeah. day but you can make someone's moment just by doing one little kindness. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's it. Oh my gosh, Kelly. We're like same page, same page. Yes. That's perfect. And so when you are telling a moment instead of a whole big story necessarily, but we're about to get into signature story, but when you focus on that moment, your audience they're going to take away one thing. You know, most people don't take away a dozen things, you know, maybe they'll take away two or three, but Mm -hmm. it seems like you want to focus on the one big thing for them to take away. Mm -hmm. And people do take away stories. You know, when you think about a stand-up comedian, do you tend to remember a bunch of stories that they told? You tend to remember one one story that really grabbed you. Yes. So this makes perfect sense to Mm -hmm. me to focus on moments. Yeah. And let me share with you a really quick framework that I hope might be helpful for your audience. So I call it the simple story framework, and it's basically how to create daily engaging content for your audience in whatever context. And it's three M's. And it's moment, meaning, and move. And here's what I mean by that really quickly is the moment is what was the, what was the moment that connected with you that moved you in some way? So you're going to share what that moment is. And then we're going to take that moment and say, okay, what is the meaning that I want to draw out of this moment for my audience? In other words, why should they care? Right? Right. Because the storytelling is not a vanity exercise. Right. It's really not about like, oh, I want to tell you about all the things I did. Like that's, who cares? They don't right. care about that. Like there's a reason that feels like a vanity exercise. That's right. Cause, cause we're not filtering it through the lens of here's what my audience can take from this. Here's the yeah. meaning I want to, I want for them to draw from this. 
Yeah. And what's important about the meaning part of this framework is our one of our most important jobs as entrepreneurs is to create meaning, to help people see things differently. Mm-hmm. And so it's your job to draw a, a really specific line. What is that one thing, as you said, what's that one thing you want to pull out of this moment and hand to your audience as an yeah. offering? Like, here's a thought about this. Here's the meaning I want to pull from this. And then the last element of the framework is move. And basically that's what's the next move for Mm -hmm. them. What do you want them to do with this information? Now, it doesn't mean you've got to be like, don't move this and love, you know, it can be very simple, um, you know, challenge for them even, or, um, you know, tell me what you did about, you know, so, oh, I can't make up a whole thing right now, but, you know, ask them a question and and ask them to reply in the comments, you know, and it's something like that. Yeah. And some people really hesitate away from that last M like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want, you know, and it's like, there are people who you've, you've walked them through a moment. You've drawn this meaning out for them and they're like, oh, interesting. And they're asking themselves, now, what do I do? Yeah. Now, what do I do? So you just need to provide that answer. If somebody asks themselves, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. Then that's your job is to tell them. And it's for those people who are ready for that last piece. Yeah. Very true. That's wonderful. Thank you for that. Sure. All right. So let's talk about signature story. What is a signature story? I love that we are talking about this because I see a signature story as a story that you can use in your business in a consistent way that can become the heart of your message. Now, most entrepreneurs have a handful of signature stories. So one of the myths people have around this is I have to find the story the one story that encapsulates everything. And it just puts so much pressure on this, on this story, but really what's the story behind the idea that you want to communicate right now. So in a larger sense, we just talked about the simple story framework of moment, meaning, and move on a larger sense. We're saying, what's the meaning? What's that thing that you want to be known for? What's that idea that you find yourself communicating again and again and again. And what's the story that you can tell that really tease that up because as we were talking about stories are the thing that people connect with. It opens people up to ideas that they may not be open to beforehand. Um, If you just came in and said, I am all about, um, I'm all about uh, authenticity, right? right? And that's my idea. And here's why it's important. You just start talking at people instead of coming at it from the other way, which is through story. Mm-hmm. If you start with a signature story like that, they're going to care about it before you have to convince them to care about it, which is that why makes it's sense. so, so powerful. Yeah. Right. So what happened in your life that makes you care about authenticity? Exactly. Did you used to wear a facade your whole life and you exactly. weren't authentic. And then something happened. You had a breakdown that made you realize I can't do this anymore. I I have to be authentically me. Then when I did that, everything changed. Now I'm more happy, uh, happier and blah, blah, blah. And all of that, that is, that is more authentic. And people relate to that. Now a signature story might be a big story like that. It might be, um, uh, uh, about your own transformation that you've made. And oftentimes it is, especially as entrepreneurs, it's part of the reason why I love working with entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is like, how, why are you, why are you risking everything that we risk to do what we do? What was the moment where you were like, I'm ready. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Sometimes we call it an origin story and often origin stories become the signature story. But from an entrepreneurial perspective, the signature story is the story you find yourself telling again and again, and putting it in a framework in which you are taking that story and using it in an intentional way in all the different ways that we show up for our audiences. So in those big keynotes or signature talks, which is what I help people develop, maybe it's in the the podcast 
arena like this where you're like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to tell the story of when I was talking to teenagers and stories were the way, right? So there's so many different ways that we want to show up and we really want to lean on a story for us to do it well, because they're so, so powerful. That makes sense. So how can entrepreneurs start to come up with the signature story? Yeah, it's a process of self-reflection is is the truth. It is not, uh, um, typically for most people, it's not a one and done thing because what we're trying to put together is who you are, like a story that really can represent who you are, a story that can serve your audience, right? Because we, we've got, a, we're very complex human beings. We have lots and lots of stories from our lives that we right. can tell. But what's the story that's going to serve your audience in the best way that also serves your business? Mm-hmm. So we want to really find this little beautiful trifecta between those three things. And when you find that, it just like makes content creation so much easier. Um, but it usually takes a lot of reflection questions. So um, I do a workshop every once in a while where we spend time thinking mm-hmm. together, like, how do those three pieces fit together? Mm-hmm. Where where are moments in my life um, when these three pieces came together? Um, a lot of journaling questions, a lot of really digging deeply. Um, I I mean, I've been helping people find their signature stories for a really long time. And I went on my own, it wasn't my retreat, but I got to benefit from going on a retreat where we did a deep dive all about mm-hmm. stories. And I literally showed up. I was like, nah, I've done this work. I do this work for other people. Like this will be, I've got all my stories. At the end of the weekend, I walked away. I was like, oh my gosh, there's always more digging to do. I walked away with deeper moments, moments I had forgotten about moments that I was like, wow. So um, it's iterative. You know, you're going to find a story that is serving your audience really well and your business well right now and kind of helps you become known around an idea. You're going to use that for a while Mm -hmm. and then it'll shift a little bit as Mm -hmm. we grow and change, as the world changes, as our offerings change. Like, so this is not just a, I'm going to find that one story and then tell it for the rest of my life. (laughs) Usually doesn't work that way. (laughs) That makes sense. But while you mentioned that, let me ask mm-hmm. some people, I, I can sense them wondering, yeah. all right, is my audience going to get bored with my signature uh, story? So glad you asked that. I'm a big believer in when you find a, a great signature story and you put it to work in a signature talk that is repeatable, scalable, and profitable right? This Repeatable, is scalable, profitable. Yes. That's what we're going for. When we're, yeah. when we take our signature story and we're like, okay, now I want to put this to work in my business. We're looking for repeatable, yes, scalable and profitable. Totally. And we, we want it to be repeatable. Yes. So the it's not one it, and done. This signature story no. is not one and done. This and, is, you're going to be repeating it a lot. It, yes. And everywhere, important thing everywhere. The important thing is that is how you become known around this idea. So I, I appreciate, and I respect people's resistance to it because it starts to go, is this authentic anymore? Then I'm like saying the same thing again and again. It's like, actually, it's really, really important. Yes. Now you are not going to say it the exact same way every time because it's not a script. No. And speaking is context dependent always. So you're going to find yourself in conversation with someone and it comes up great. You're going to, you're on a a stage. That's a very different than you're in a workshop, which is very different than you're on social. The core nugget of that story, you might be repeating elements to it, but it's going to look and feel really differently. That's the scalable part of it. Yeah. And and then the you know the profitable part is when you are really using it intentionally in your business to help draw people in. Uh, but that that's another thing, but I don't want people to resist the repeatable and the scalable part because it's so, it's actually the ingredient 
that is missing for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, well, I already said, now I'm going to come up with new things. I've got to, it's like, actually, no, you're going to, you're going to be in this space for a while until your audience or your business demands a slightly different story. People need repetition, your audience. Yeah. So first you're going to say something and it's not going to stick that first time, the second time, yeah. the eighth time, it's mm -hmm. going to take a while to stick for when one person hears it. Second, yeah. not everyone is going to hear it that first, second, eighth time. No. No. New people are going to come in. So you have yeah. to give them a chance to hear yeah. your message, your signature story. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to be repeating it for a long time. And guess what? You're going to get a lot better at telling your signature story, mm -hmm. the more you tell it. So. so when I was out talking to teenagers, uh, I was doing two talks a day, four days a week mm. for several years. It took me repeating the same talk till year two before I really totally felt like in my body, in my group, where I wasn't in my head and I was really present with these, you know, ninth graders as right. they were talking about these big ideas. It takes repetition to get to a place of mastery where you are like, I am really something magical is happening here. Yeah. I am so present. I'm so connected. And what's funny is the, the, the better, you know, it, and the more you repeat it, the looser you can be with it mm -hmm. because you trust yourself. You know it so well that a new idea comes to you in the moment and you can attend to that new idea because you are you have uh, gotten to a place through repetition that it actually means more. Each moment means more. Now, at some point, it can get to a place where it's robotic and it's mm -hmm. losing connection and it's losing interest for you. Like then then it's time to change some things up and maybe um, find a new story to tell in that moment. But it takes a long time to get to that place. Yeah. Years, years. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it, you becoming a master at it, it becomes like muscle memory. So for mm -hmm. anyone who plays mm -hmm. an instrument, you when you get really good at a piece, your, so I, I used to play the piano. My hands would know exactly how, you know, at this point it would go up like yeah. this and, or, yeah. and hit just yeah. like that. And if yeah. I accidentally moved my hand in a slightly different way, it was all messed up. You yeah. know, I had, yeah. I, I just paused. It's like, whoa, yeah. that was different. Yeah. And so I, I think it's the same with telling your signature story. You, you, yep. you feel it. It, it, it becomes part of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it brings me back uh, to the point we were talking about earlier, which is that anybody can do this. Mm -hmm. It takes repetition. We just have to publicly fail sometimes for a while. And that is really, really hard. Yeah. And fail is probably even too strong of a word. We feel it feels like failure, but really you're just stumbling through a little bit more. Yeah. That's how it happens. There, there always has to be a first talk. Yes. Uh, when I'm coaching people, I'm like, this first time, you just got to get through this time. Yeah. We're just going to get through it. The goal is not to wow right now. The goal is for you to do it and say, oh, I'm so glad that's done. Okay. Yeah. Now we can really work on this because we're past all of the initial things. So um, I, I just cannot emphasize enough if people are like, I know speaking's powerful. I know I need to do it more in my business. I just, I'm not a speaker. I can't tell you how many times I hear that. I'm not a speaker. It's like, well, but you want to speak, you know, how powerful it is. And you, you do actually show up and show your face and use your voice and share stories. So you're a speaker. I think actually you're a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, actually yeah. you're a speaker all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can just become a really, you can become a great speaker. Like you said, yeah. you take people yeah. from Good speaker to great speaker. Yeah. Or you take yeah. speakers from good to great. Yeah. Yeah. See if I can get that right. Oh my goodness. So how can people find you to work with you? Yeah. Uh, I would love to connect with folks. You can find me on my website, bemoved.com. 
Uh, I'm, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. It happens to be a favorite place. I just started TikTok. So that's oh, been Oh my fun. goodness. Wow. It's been great, actually. Yeah. It's been great. I feel a weird freedom on that platform. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. It's kind of cool. It's yeah. yeah. It's been a really interesting shift between TikTok and Instagram. Um, yeah. So it's a whole different world. Fun. Yeah. It's a whole different world. Um, if you want to dig a little more deeply into the simple story framework, uh, I do have a freebie. If that is helpful for you, you can find it at bemoved.com forward slash SSF for simple story framework. Awesome. And it'll walk you through a little bit more in depth on that framework and give you some daily prompts to use if you're like, okay, I know I need to be showing up more consistently. I need to be more visible. I need to be more of the face of my business so that people start to connect with you more deeply. Um, that could be really helpful. Fabulous. I will put the links to both of those in the show notes and on awesome. this episode's page on my website. And yeah. you have your own podcast. I do. tell us about that. I always please. forget about it. I don't know why. <laughs> Are you not updating it regularly? I am, but at this point, <laughs> you just forget I, that you do one. <laughs> I do content and then my, you know, I, I have an amazing VA and she makes everything happen. So I'm so <laughs> grateful, but yes, for, for years, like seven, eight years, I've been doing my podcast is called this moved me and I interview speakers on there. We talk about really the art of moving your audience. Um, and it's been a source of so much joy and connection for me truly. Um, and there was a time in my life where that was all I could do. That was all I was doing. And as my business has evolved, um, it's just one of many things that I do, which is yep. good. Yeah. Good and bad, but yeah, I'd love for people, especially if you're a podcast person, there's 330 plus episodes to dive That's into. Awesome. There. My yeah. goodness. All right. So y'all check out the, this moved me on yeah. Apple, Spotify, yeah. on Sally's website. So all the yeah. usual places, and I'll put a link to that as well. Oh, Show notes thank you, and, Kelly. Thanks oh. for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Thank you so much for being here today, Sally. This was awesome. Thank you for having me, Kelly.